The storied legacy of Mercedes-Benz is rooted in empowered women who've gone on to show the world what they can accomplish. This July, Womanica has teamed up with Mercedes-Benz to feature women who've charted their own paths and achieved greatness. Join us on this journey as we celebrate women who were driven to pursue their passions, even if it meant changing course along the way. This month on Womanica, we're talking about dynamos. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who've led dynamic lives, lives that have shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today, we're talking about a self-taught artist who started painting at 56 years old. In fewer than 20 years, she'd completed an estimated 800 pieces and exhibited her work in galleries across the U.S. Let's talk about Sister Gertrude Morgan. Gertrude Morgan was born in Lafayette, Alabama in 1900. Growing up, she found inventive ways to be creative with what was available to her, like using a stick to sketch figures into the dirt outside her house. Gertrude left school before completing the third grade. As a teenager, her family moved to Columbus, Georgia, where she took a job as a servant in a private home. In 1928, Gertrude married Will Morgan, Four years later, she experienced what she said was her first divine revelation. While sitting in her kitchen, she later said she received a vision from God telling her to start preaching. She later illustrated the experience in a work called A Poem of My Calling. She wrote that God had told her to sing with a loud voice, for you are a chosen vessel to call men, women, girls, and boys. So in 1938, Gertrude left her husband and set off on her own to spread the gospel, a rare move for a black married woman at the time. A year later, she settled in New Orleans. She began standing on street corners in the French Quarter, preaching to anyone who walked past. Gertrude found a community in the Holiness and Sanctified denomination, a religious group where members worshipped through song and dance. Using the money that she made from street preaching, Gertrude and two other street preachers established a chapel and childcare facility in Gentilly. There, they fed and housed local orphans and kids of working mothers. In the mid-1950s, 20 years into her preaching career, Gertrude heard another call from God, this time telling her to paint. So Gertrude began painting, using whatever material was available, acrylics, wax crayons, ballpoint pens, scraps of wood, styrofoam, window shades, and more. In 1965, Gertrude said she received a message from God saying she was the chosen bride of Christ. She began wearing an all-white starched dress, similar to a nurse's uniform, to symbolize her marriage to God. Many of her paintings were self-portraits, Gertrude in white, standing next to a depiction of Jesus. She signed her paintings under many monikers, like Black Angel, Everlasting Gospel Revelation Preacher, and Nurse to Dr. Jesus. Gertrude's paintings adorned the outside of her house, which she called the Everlasting Gospel Mission. Inside the house, she held church services in a whitewashed room, preaching into a paper megaphone. In the 1960s, Larry Borenstein, a New Orleans art dealer, saw one of Gertrude's paintings. He recognized her talent and began introducing her work to collectors. Soon, galleries across the country showcased her work. 
famous artists like Andy Warhol and Lee Friedlander became fans. Later in her career, Gertrude began painting many scenes from the Book of Revelations. Her work imagined the second coming of Christ and depicted a utopic New Jerusalem filled with angels and people of every race. Gertrude also dabbled in music. In 1971, Larry Borenstein recorded Gertrude singing her own gospel songs while playing her tambourine and packaged the recordings into an album called Let's Make a Record. But as her art reached more and more people, Gertrude grew wary of her fame. So she quit painting entirely. She turned her focus to preaching and to writing poetry. I'm a missionary of Christ before I'm an artist, she said. Give all that fame to some other artist. In 1980, Gertrude died in the everlasting gospel mission. All month, we're highlighting dynamos. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday.